barbershop experience where we sit in this virtual chair get that virtual fade that virtual lineup that virtual even steven we sit in this chair and we chop it up about everything it's a family oriented show so like the fellas the ladies are welcome just alike so let's sit back in this virtual barbershop in this virtual chair and let's do what we do best let's chop it up this episode is sponsored by my wife's business. Her name is Tia Monique, and the name of her business is Let It Out Academy. She's a book coach that has all-inclusive self-publishing packages. It's time to share y'all stories with the world. Schedule your discovery call at www.tiamonique.com. That's www.tiamonique.com. Dot com www.tmonique.com and that business is called let it out academy all right y'all let's chop it up yo are y'all ready for some football oh man hey man it's been a long summer and i've been waiting patiently for the start of college and professional NFL football. Now, I'm going to say this. I also want to welcome my international friends, my friends in Belgium and my friends in Switzerland. The NFL is not as popular over there, but I got to give y'all a major shout-out for tuning in, sitting in the virtual barbershop chair with D. Randall. I appreciate you, and thank you for your support. So we finna talk some football, American football that's gradually moving this way over to those countries. So let sit back with this chair and enjoy it with us. Once again, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Always. But we finna get into this football. Yeah. It's the end of August. And we getting ready for college football. One of my favorite sports, always watched college football ever since I was a youngster. And um, we looking at the preseason 2023 top 10 college football teams. These are the teams that were voted on in the preseason that will be the most likely contenders to compete in the college playoff for the national championship. And at number 10, we have the Texas Longhorns. At number 9, we have the Clemson Tigers. 
At number eight, we have the Penn State Nittany Lions. At number seven, we have the Florida State Seminoles. At number six, we have the University of Southern California, BKA USC Trojans. At number five, we have Louisiana State University Tigers, BKA the LSU Tigers. We got at number four, a traditional powerhouse, the Alabama Crimson Tide. I know I got my fans out there. Rotate. At number three, another traditional powerhouse, the Ohio State Buckeyes. At number two, a traditional powerhouse, but they haven't been winning like they should be. But their last two years, they've gotten to the playoffs, won the Big Ten twice, beating their rivals twice, the Michigan Wolverines. And at number one, well-deserved, the two-time back-to-back national champions, the Georgia Bulldogs. Go dogs. Okay, so this this is how I feel about this. I'm from Michigan. I am a Michigan fan. And I've been critical on Michigan since the hiring of the great Jim Harbaugh, who has been getting beaten by the Ohio State Buckeyes having competed for a Big Ten championship before they won the last two in like 15 years. So I'm going to get all mine off of my Wolverines now and will give my input on the the rest of the nine in the top ten. At the end of the day, Michigan has gotten to the uh, playoffs the last couple of years. They have beaten um, who they were supposed to beat, and they have fallen short. Now, they have a really good team returning, both uh, running backs, the quarterbacks, a very good receiving core, a very good defense, especially the uh, front seven. The, the secondary is pretty good, but they have uh, a rotation in the front seven that can compete. Well, I think almost anybody in the country, if they are coached up and go out there and play ball. So I'm looking forward to see if the Michigan Wolverines can not only make the playoff, but win it. Because there are some odds that say it's, they have a good chance of getting there, but they have a decent chance of winning it all. That's how I feel about my Wolverines. They have a... a a tough opponent. Matter of fact, both of them are in the top 10. The Ohio State Buckeyes, you can't never count them out. Um, Ohio State, before they lost to Michigan the last two years, have utterly destroyed their competition. Destroyed them. And, and Michigan included. They had won like 14 or 15 in the series. And then you have the Penn State Nittany Lions, who return a very good defense and two very good running backs and a very, very good quarterback. Those are the two teams that I'm a little worried about being a Michigan fan, especially Penn State, because they have to go to Happy Valley, which is uh, the home of Penn State. Uh, We get Ohio State at home. I still worry about them because it's the Buckeyes. 
and Ryan Day is a very good offensive man. I think he's gotten away from what Urban Meyer was preaching at Ohio State. You can be finesse, but you have to be physical on both sides of the ball, especially the, the defensive side. And that kind of fell off since Ryan Day has been coached. So I am – I'm going to always be concerned about Ohio State, and there are years where Penn State concerns me, and this is one of them. Now, the Georgia Bulldogs, the number one team in the country, the last two years because of graduation, they have lost first-rounder after first-rounder, but yet they still go out and dominate whoever they play. And they're in the best college football conference in the in the country, which being a Southeastern Conference, which is the SEC. They lose a, uh, a true leader at quarterback, Stetson Bennett IV. They lose him. But they have a couple of five stars waiting who've practiced behind Stetson. And I believe they have an incoming freshman. All this is off the top of my mind. I'm just really talking um, because I'm excited. I'm giving my my perspective on each team. But uh, I went to school, college, in the state of Georgia. And my family, I have a whole lot of family in Georgia on both sides, my mom and my dad. Both sides have a lot of family running through the whole state. So I've adopted the Georgia Bulldogs as a as a team because it's a family team and, I mean, my people from the state. So I'm a Wolverine by heart because I was born and raised in the Wolverine state. But since I went to school, college in Georgia, and I have a lot of family in Georgia, I've adopted the Georgia Bulldogs. So if those guys meet in the national title game, of course I'm going to push for the Wolverines, but I wouldn't be salty if Georgia won. Besides, Georgia is just that freaking good. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel. And what's crazy, the number three team, the Ohio State Buckeyes, my mom's side of the family, ooh, we they are they are in Columbus, the home of the Buckeyes. And man, did I have to hear it when they was kicking our tail. But the last two years they've been quiet. They've been quiet. I love my Columbus family. Y'all know what's up. But it's gonna be a good one, man. It's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be the rivalry. That's the best way to put it. Throw the records to the side. And Ohio State, Michigan gonna get it in. Like uh, Georgia, Ohio State lost a first-round quarterback, C.J. Stroud. But what they do have is Marvin Harrison Jr. and a receiving core that's top flight in the country. But Marvin Harrison Jr. makes that core go well. And any quarterback, you can replace a quarterback when you have a stud receiver that a young quarterback can trust, it'll be an easy transition. Now, what hurts Ohio State to me is the lack of physicality on the defensive side of the ball. They have players on that side of the ball. They're just not as physical. Michigan came and beat them up on that offensive line and leaned on them and leaned on them and took over the game. And Michigan built a team that's made to win the Big Ten. The difference is Ohio State builds a team 
that competes for the national title. The only peg that's missing for Ohio State, in my opinion, is the lack of physicality on the defensive side of the ball. If every, anybody remembers the Bosa brothers, Joey and Nick, two defensive ends that dominated, purely dominated our offensive line. They're dominating offensive lines in the NFL. So in order for Ohio State to get back to being the Ohio State, that's one of the things I think they need to do. Alabama, roll tie, roll tie. They're going to always be in contention, mainly because of the greatness that walks the sideline in Nick Saban. And he evolves with time because if anybody knows Nick Saban, he was a defensive-minded coach. He was a guy that was stuck in his ways and tried out the NFL, wasn't for him. He went back to school, and from that point, he has been the most dominant college football coach I've ever seen. Never seen Bear Bryant. i seen Woody Hayes at the end of his time. i seen Bo Schembecker at the end of their time, his time, rather. Those guys, I don't think, can hold a candle to Nick Saban. He gets the players. They want to go to Alabama. There are five-star kids, which in, in uh, star rankings, those are the creme that are creme of high school players. They will go to Alabama and sit and wait their time to play at Alabama. That's unheard of. I know some do it at Ohio State. Some do it at a couple of schools that's in this top ten. They always do it at Alabama. He will always, he being Nick Saban, will always be in contention because he gets the best of the best and he knows his X's and O's and he puts together a very good coaching staff, which in my opinion is another reason why you win. You got to have coaches that you can trust in certain aspects of the game or certain parts of the game. And anybody that know how to play chess, I always say, this is chess, not checkers. Chess is a thinking man's game. I, I know a little bit about chess. I need to know a whole lot more. It's a thinking man's game. When you out there playing football, it's a thinking man's game. It's a game to where you have to out-coach your opponent. You have to put your players in position to win. And I believe Nick Saban is one of the best to do that. Number five, LSU. Very good team because they themselves have a great coach. Um, his name slipped my mind. I'm so sorry. Uh, he came from Notre Dame. And um, he went to LSU. And they didn't expect LSU to take off the way they did. And when they took off, I attribute that to the coach. His, his name going to come to me. I attribute that to the coach. And wherever he coached, because he was a Division II coach, won national championship in uh, uh, football at Grand Valley State here in Michigan. And wherever he went, he won. He won. Brian Kelly, 
came to me, Brian Kelly, Coach Kelly, great coach, knows what he's doing. He uh, took Notre Dame to two national title games. He lost both. Wherever he went, he won. Like I say, he won a few national championships in D- Division Two football at Grand Valley State. So where he went to Cincinnati and won. He came to Notre Dame and won. Now he's going to LSU, fierce competition. And last year, he almost played those boys into a uh, playoff game. So I'm looking at he's bringing back some very good players on defense and a few good players on offense. And he's an offensive-minded guy, but he knows also how to build a coaching staff. So I'm looking at LSU to make some noise. Now, they will have to play Georgia. They will have to play uh, Bama. And they will also have to play one of my dark horses in the uh, SEC, and that's Florida. They're not ranked in the top ten, but that's a, that's a team that may have some issues. Number six is the USC Trojans. They got the reigning Heisman winner and quarterback Caleb Williams. Their Achilles heels, I'm just going to say it, is defense. They don't play great, great defense. They can try to outscore you, but if you stop them a couple of times, you your probability of beating them increases with each time you stop them from scoring. Or limit them to scoring three points and you scoring seven. Caleb Williams is a stud. He's a guy that you have to really keep your eye on because I can see him winning the the, uh, the Heisman again. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to stop people. And that's a Achilles heel. Number seven, the Florida State Seminoles. It's great to have them back in the national media have them in the talks because florida if you know is a hotbed the state produces football players first round draft picks and florida state when i was growing up was the team to beat coach bobby bowden and he would put though that speed and that ability out there on that football field, and you just had to beat them. If you couldn't beat them, you was in trouble. And Florida State, after Bobby Bowden left and after Jimbo Fisher left, they kind of fell off the map, and college football wasn't the same without them. And quite frankly, they're not the same without the U, Miami, the Hurricanes. Need for college football to prosper, I think those teams need to be back in the threshold. I think that uh, Florida State's one weakness is they're young. They're, they can put it together. They have a really good coach. I think they're young. That's just my opinion. And I believe as the season go along, we can see how they do. I think they're going to be a team that you need to look out for. Number eight, I mentioned them before, the Penn State Nittany Lions. Their Achilles heel is their coach, Coach Franklin. As great as a coach he is, he makes decisions that make you scratch your head in big games. He be in a lot of games. He's beaten some very good competition. 
there are games that when this the chips are all on the line, sometimes his decision making gets him to lose games. And to me, you're you're not a top echelon coach when you're constantly making those kind of mistakes. He makes those mistakes, I know for a fact, at least once a year. And usually when he makes those mistakes, they lose. And it'd be a very important game. They have a stud defense this year. It's going to be tough to score on these guys. They have a very good offensive line. They have a young quarterback. He's a very good quarterback, but he's young. And he hasn't had a whole lot of game time experience. What's going to help them is those two running backs that they got. So Penn State is going to be somebody you need to worry about, in my opinion. Number nine, the Clemson Tigers. Coach Dabo Sweeney, very good coach, national champion winning coach. You just don't hear much about Dabo and his teams because attrition has gotten them. And um, he's it's, he's kind of fell off just a little bit. After Trevor Lawrence left, they really haven't done much to get back in the reins. Although it's a quiet 11-3 and three that they went, they could have went to the playoffs, but they lost a crucial game at the end that kind of pushed them out of playoff contention. Now they have some players coming back. They have a young quarterback. I'm not sure uh, Florida State and um, – I think North Carolina with their quarterback is going to give them a few problems. And they still have to play their rivalry game, South Carolina. So it's a possibility they can do it. I just don't know if I'm as confident. It's it's going to be a very good season, though, because number 10 is another powerhouse team that kind of fell off. But I think they're inching their way back. I think they're coming back. And that's the Texas Longhorns. They got a exceptional gunslinging young quarterback. He was making crazy mistakes last year, but that coaching staff got him locked down, and he's ready to play. And here's the thing. He better be ready to play because Peyton Manning, the great Peyton Manning, his nephew Arch attends Texas. And if this – Young cat named Quint Ears, don't get it right. Arch will take his spot because that's what they want right now. So college football is on the way. I'm excited. I can't wait. Oh, my goodness. Now we're going to move to the NFL. And I'm, I'm not really going to get in depth with the NFL, what I am going to do for my betters out there. I'm going to give you the Super Bowl odds and just comment on this. I'm going to give you the top 10 teams with the best odds to make it. At number 10, at plus 2,500, is Miami. At number 9, the home team, at plus 2,200, the Detroit Lions. At number 8, at plus 2,000, is the Baltimore Ravens. Number 7 is the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Jets. At plus 1,600. I don't know if I agree with that, but okay. At number six would be America's team, not my team. I can't stand these guys. The Dallas Cowboys at plus 1,500. 
at number five is the Cincinnati Bengals at plus a thousand. At number four is the Buffalo Bills at plus nine hundred. Tied with them would be San Francisco at plus nine hundred. At number two, the runner-up last year, the Philadelphia Eagles at plus seven fifty. And at number one, to beat the man, you gotta beat the man, just like Georgia. Number one, the Kansas City Chiefs at plus six hundred. I tell you this, I love the odds of a repeat. But my two sleepers, one in the AFC, one in the NFC. If San Francisco can get a healthy quarterback, they're going to the Super Bowl. If the quarterback that they have can stay healthy and they keep playing defense the way they do in uh, uh, San Fran, I can see them going to the Super Bowl. And I can also see a rematch of the AFC Championship game between Cincy and Kansas City with Cincy going. Because Joe Burrow is that guy. Joe Burrow is that dude. I got a dark horse. Well, actually, I got two dark horses in this top ten. And this is the darkest of dark horses. I do like Detroit. To make it to the playoffs and make a little run. And the reason why I say that is because the division that they play in, the NSC, NFC rather, North is extremely weak. Of course, Aaron Rodgers left Green Bay just as Farber did and went to the same team, went to the Jets. Um, Minnesota has lost one of their weapons in Dalvin Cook. And Chicago, although I love Justin Fields, he's still young, and they haven't proven that they have an offensive line that can protect him. So I do like Detroit to win that division. They stay healthy, and they go out there and play good ball. It's a good chance they can host a uh, a playoff game. And in the playoffs, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Somebody can get hot. And they can make a Super Bowl run. I'm not saying that Detroit will win it. I'm saying it's a possibility. And I also like Miami. I like Miami. Those are two, number nine and number ten are my dark horses. I believe everybody on this list has a chance. Dallas, I think, um, has a really good chance. It all goes with how their defense plays. I know people want to see the long ball. They see the quarterbacks. They, they're making the offenses wide open. I've always been a defensive guy. I love defensive football. It's boring to most people, but defense wins championships, and that's in any sport. Defense wins. You have to stop somebody. You just can't outscore somebody. Eventually, you're going to have to put on your hard hat and stop them from scoring. And Kansas City has a, a really good defense. Philly has a decent defense. San Francisco and Buffalo has very good defenses. Cincy has a good defense. Dallas will make a long run if their defense stays healthy. The Jets' defense is so-so. Baltimore is known for defense. That's a, uh, that's a pick people should uh, should consider as well. Because um, 
Odell is there with uh, Lamar Jackson. And that's really what he needed was a deep threat. He's a running. He's a dual threat quarterback. If he had that one receiver that kind of opened up the field for him, that makes Baltimore even more dangerous. All these teams, I think, has a great chance. But since I'm a homer, um, you know, I'm a Detroit guy. I do like them as a real dark horse, and I like Miami as a dark horse. So you plus twenty two hundred, we, you you put a put a few hundred on there, you finna get paid, baby. So I'm just ecstatic. I'm so excited about all of this. Football is my favorite sport. Played it in high school. wasn't big enough to go to college for it. Uh, wow, I should have tried. Should have tried. But it was my favorite sport. I'm a sports guy anyway. But football is my first love. And then it was basketball. And I like track. We we talking about football right now. We talking about some good stuff. Can't beat it, man. You can't beat it with a stick. So we getting our we getting our uh, even Steven lined up. We getting that fade fixed. We getting that we getting that lined up, tightened up, getting the beard tightened up. Y'all tell me, man. What's your favorite college team? What's your favorite pro team? Who do you think gonna make the Super Bowl? Who do you think gonna play in the college football playoff and play for the national championship? I want to hear y'all, man. Give me what you got in this virtual barbershop, man. Let me know how you feel, you know, because it's that time of year, boy. It's that time of year. We getting ready to get out of here. I hope you have fun in the virtual barbershop talking about that football. Ladies, I know some of y'all watch football. Don't act like you don't. You trying to get in with your man. And you learning the game. Good way to get to him, baby. Good way to get to him. But before I get out of here, y'all, I want to also say that Chopping It Up with D. Randall was also sponsored by Creative 8 Incorporated. Get your graphics done for any, any event or announcement, website design, flyers, logos, business cards, brochures, and full branding packages. Email Tamara at TMONIC for information. That's Tamara, T-A-M-A-R-A, at T-I-A-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. That's Tamara at TMONIC.com. And the name of the business is Creative 8 Incorporated. Once again, man, to all my peoples in uh, Switzerland and Germany, I appreciate you. I love you guys for listening. I appreciate your support. I hope you to continue to listening. The podcast is growing. And I'm going to get some things together. I get an email um, for suggestions. I'm going to get a website for suggestions and maybe donations if you feel like you can help with certain things to get this going for interviews and things of that nature. Stick with me, man. We're going to go somewhere in the, in the virtual barbershop. 
we gonna have fun and we gonna expand even further in the world this your boy d randall i'm gonna holler at y'all until next time baby we gonna chop it up Thank you.